Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. Today, we will be talking about TikTok. I'm sure by now you all have it downloaded and are all obsessed, just like us. But we'll be talking about the influence it has over society and how this app is really dominating the social media industry. And it's kind of a game changer. Yeah, definitely. So like a little over a year ago, like I guess right before COVID really started and the pandemic really hit and we were all kind of stuck at home, I had never really used TikTok. I feel like I kind of thought of it as a little, I don't want to say lame because like looking back, it's like, this is now all that I use now. But like back a year ago, I was something like, what is this? I don't really want this. This is just like a Vine wannabe. But I feel like a lot of people too, not just me, like once pan- pandemic hit, we were all stuck in our homes. That's when I downloaded it. And I feel like that's really when I became obsessed. Like, did you guys download it then? Or did you have it like before? I just want to say not to be pretentious or anything, <laughs> but, but. <laughs> I probably downloaded it like back in 2019, maybe like November oh of 2019 is when I downloaded it. Bandwagon with the quarantine stuff. I was an early adopter. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought it was really stupid for the longest time. I guess I, uh, this was definitely one of the first social medias that I guess really got me without like outside influence. You know what I mean? Like I definitely was, felt like I was missing out and I was like, uh, you know what? I don't want to miss out. So I better get it. The peer and, pressure. <laughs> yeah. But it was like no one telling me like, oh, you've got to get it. You've got to get it. You know what I mean? So I definitely did that and I definitely do like agree that it did seem kind of like, oh, it was the trend at the time and I thought, oh, it'll probably fizzle out. But yeah, no, I, I that didn't happen clearly. Well, I feel like for me, what made me get it was in just group chats that I have with people, people would be sending TikToks. Then I got tired of opening it like on Safari in my browser. Mm -hmm. I was just like, let's just get the app. And honestly, maybe that's how they get you because it's so easy to send things on TikTok. And I think now, I mean, half the stuff I see on Instagram is just recycled videos from TikTok posted to Instagram or same thing with other social media platforms. It just seems like stuff that originates on TikTok is ending up on all these other platforms and it's almost inescapable. And then Instagram came out with their, their reels, which you can't tell me is not uh, a knockoff version of TikTok. Even worse than that is the, like, I don't even know what it's called, the Snapchat stories where it's like Snapchat. So you like scroll. That's literally like TikTok. Like, oh, they have that. Those were... platform. Wait, are you talking about what are you talking about? The Snapchat ones have been before TikTok. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about like those like articles. It's on like the very left side or right side. I think of Snapchat. It's literally like things where you scroll like up and down, and it's basically TikTok. Check it out if you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All I know is the stories, and that's like. But if that's not what you're talking about, but... I don't really know what you're talking about, but I believe you nonetheless. Thank I you. I don't believe Anna. you. <laughs> We'll be right back. We're going to fact check Dan and then we'll get right back to you. I'm just kidding. Let's move on from Snapchat because honestly, I keep hearing all this stuff about how Instagram's dying. It's going to be the next obsolete social media. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not really like an expert on that kind of stuff, but I feel like TikTok has just been been dominating the whole industry. It's like, I don't know, just seems 
like where everything's at. Even all these celebrities have gotten TikTok and it just seems really in your face right now. I can confirm that Dan was correct. And I don't know about this Instagram thing, but I wouldn't buy, I would buy it that everyone's trying to copy the success of TikTok. Yes. I forgot you don't have Instagram, so you don't know what reels are. (laughs) (laughs) But like Anna was saying though, I honestly agree. And I feel like TikTok really blew up in a time when YouTube and Instagram were starting to die out. Once Facebook bought Instagram, I feel like Instagram really started to get messed up. As soon as the posts started or stopped being in chronological order, you knew things were going downhill. I think you brought up a great point about the other things dying. And I feel like I always heard about before TikTok blew up that everyone was kind of over it, you know, and it was like all all ads and not even like content anymore. And I definitely feel like TikTok, um, we haven't gotten into like what it, you know, is it TikTok yet? But it's like, oh, it definitely was prime time with the pandemic and everything going on. Yeah, for sure. That timing, I think, really was the make or break moment for TikTok. And, you know, it's hard to say this would have happened if this happened and all these hypotheticals, but I honestly don't know if TikTok would have the level of success that it has had, had it not been for the pandemic. I mean, I know that's a bold statement and I'm not a fortune teller or anything like that, but I don't know. I kind of believe it may not be as big if it weren't for the pandemic. Can you uh, go ahead, Dan? I was just going to say, I feel like maybe eventually it would have grown to the level that it is now, but it definitely would have been a lot slower if not for the pandemic. Because how long before it blew up, you know, during the pandemic, was it actually out? You know what I mean? I don't know. Wasn't it musically? That's what I was going to I didn't didn't want to ask like a fool and bring that up. I'm not sure. sure. And I think that's why a lot of people were hesitant to initially download it because it seemed like like musically is kind of stupid. This seems like it's really targeted toward a younger demographic. And and that's what I thought. It kind of seemed really childish and Mm -hmm. like not really for me, but I I don't know the chronological history of TikTok, but I I don't know. I think it's just so interesting. Like the algorithm, everything. I mean, TikTok's doing it right. I mean, they really are. I guess I was just thinking, like, when I asked about the history, I was like, it's been a while for, it's been out for a while or around for a while. So I was like, oh, you know, what made it take take off? Was it rebranding? Was it the timing? Was it, what was it? And it's like, Vine was, like, successful at the time. Like, I don't know why that disappeared. I thought it was successful. So it's like, clearly the the quick video format was worked at one point and if people were getting tired of Instagram and YouTube like TikTok seems like you know the obvious solution so I guess yeah well I think that where TikTok succeeds is where I guess Vine and YouTube and things like that fall short because I think TikTok was better than is better than Vine because it's paying creators that was a big thing with Vine was that those creators weren't getting paid and then they were kind of getting angry about that and that kind of led to its downfall a little bit back in 20 whatever whenever that was a while ago and then with YouTube I feel like it beats out YouTube just because of that algorithm like Anna was saying YouTube's algorithm sure it's fine but it's definitely far inferior to TikTok's algorithm I don't like I'm not the computer science person here I don't know 
machine learning, algorithms, whatever. But the TikTok algorithm is so smart. It just, it pumps out content, I think more so than any other platform. And I, just the stuff that I'm exposed to, it's stuff that I never would have clicked on myself if there was a thumbnail or something like that and the fact that the videos are so short it makes information so easily digestible it's just like you can get through a bunch of TikToks in a really short period of time and I think that's why so many creators or even just random people are gravitating toward TikTok is because of its algorithm and how much it pushes out content I think it's the easiest platform to get a following on it really, I think, is with TikTok now more than ever, the easiest it's ever been to be, to go viral or to become a content creator. I guess I'm just thinking more about the user than the creator right now. And I'm thinking like, how about you were saying it pumps out content? And I just feel like that's what made it blow up because, um, you know, people are loving content. And I feel like the I don't want to say they have like a low attention span you know what I mean though like where it's like it's it was a constant flow of good content you know what I mean and it wasn't like you had to click on YouTube videos and like scroll and look for what you wanted to watch next like it just handed you the perfect thing that you wanted to watch next and it was right you know like that's actually what you wanted to watch next and the thing that's kind of annoyed me about YouTube is videos aren't average are probably at least 15 minutes now the YouTube videos are getting so much longer it's making me not want to click because I don't want to watch a 20 minute video. So I think the fact that the videos are what maximum a minute, maybe a couple minutes now is really attractive. Three minutes actually. <laughs> yeah. But even so like YouTube's monetization at one point, I'm pretty sure it was, it had to be longer than 10 minutes to get any form of monetization. I'm pretty sure they brought it down to eight minutes, but still that in that time you could watch like, 15 to 20 TikToks in that time. And I also feel like with TikTok, them not showing the times makes it easier for users to kind of lose track of time and to just keep scrolling. Whereas on YouTube, you could be like, oh, wow, I've watched two 10 minute videos. I really should go do something else now. The format alone, how it's just so easy to just keep scrolling and you don't have to click on one video and then search for another it it just it's it makes it really addictive almost and you are right i mean i do lose track of tiktok and of course they did the very smart thing of hiding the time or any information like that so i don't know once i log on who knows time seems to pass faster yeah, yeah and i think a lot of people would agree with that i don't think we're alone for losing track of time and that's why they have that warning pop up after like an hour that's like you've been scrolling for too long I've like, never gotten that warning. What? <laughs> then you clearly haven't been How long are you spending on TikTok? I got, I got that warning twice today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anna. Well, I just was going to say that I feel like we're kind of hinting around it. And I guess let's dive into it more like the algorithm and how everyone's always talking about this algorithm. This algorithm's perfect. It's blah, blah, blah. And, you know, doesn't seem like anyone actually knows what the algorithm is but I mean I guess it's working that's for sure well like I said I don't know what an algorithm is and I think if if this were widely known information exactly what the TikTok algorithm were then I'm sure more platforms would be copying it 
Well, I can say from my computer science background <laughs> that I've heard, and I think this makes a lot of sense, that they're able to just gather so much more data on you because the videos are so short. So they can like, it's not like a 15 minute video and that's the only thing they got. You either watched it or you didn't watch that 15 minute video, but this is like 20 videos in one minute. So it's like, oh, more yeah that makes sense more like oh Mm -hmm. swipes in a minute so they can tell what you did and didn't like and that just that's just like a larger sample size in a smaller amount of time Mm -hmm. so there you go anna (laughs) that didn't really make sense to me but that's okay (laughs) we don't need to take time to explain it to me something about the algorithm that i don't really like on tiktok is that if you send like a certain type of tiktok to someone then I guess TikTok thinks that your feed likes that. Like I have a friend who's into like Taylor Swift and things like that. So I'll sometimes send them TikToks about it. But then on my FYP, it's just all Taylor Swift now. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't really want this, frankly. I don't understand how it knows what I'm interested in. I mean, I, I agree. I've definitely kind of been through those phases where I've kind of gone down like a little rabbit hole of something and then it's all I see. But then it it seems to go away over time. I don't know. I, I don't know how it knows this. How does a computer know what I want to see more than I know what I want to see? <laughs> really Can someone explain this to right me? Now. If we're talking about dislikes of TikTok, then I guess I just want to bring up the whole liking system. And it's like, I don't you want us to like the videos? So it's like, okay, I've liked all these videos, but now I have no way of seeing the liked videos that I've seen, you know, like I have probably thousands. I don't want to say thousands, maybe a thousand liked videos. And it's like, there's no way I could look through that. So like some sort of sorting or like different ways of liking it would be nice if I could do that. That way I could still support the video, but still be able to look at videos that I maybe liked more in the past. But maybe they're trying to decentivize looking at past videos and they only, you know, are trying to get you to watch new content which would also make sense, I guess. I don't really have all these TikTok complaints like you guys have. <laughs> I don't I'm think Dan satisfied. has a lot either. I think it's just me. I feel like mine's not even a complaint. It's just like somewhere in the algorithm, someone messed up somewhere. Can we just remedy that? I think Evan's just a little bit anti-social media. I don't think what? that was the basis of my complaint at <laughs> all, but okay. What I'm interested in on tiktok is people's use of hashtags because half the time the hashtags have more than half the time the hashtags have nothing to do with the video they're just using the most popular like hashtags at the time like one that's trending right now is hashtag refund glow up and i'll see that on like a clip of like some girl singing a broadway song so it's like this has nothing to do with it so i'm wondering like does that factor into like why we see all these like i guess seemingly random videos sometimes just because they're using these popular hashtags i guess get their video out there um it's possible but i would say that's probably unlikely because i know the for example the hashtag fyp probably has billions of videos with that hashtag at that point there's so many videos hashtag fyp the chances that yours is seen is probably slim just because there's so many it's impossible to see them all so and i think with hashtags in general even on in apps like instagram and stuff 
you really have to find that sweet spot where there's enough people using that hashtag, but not too many people where your post is going to get buried. So I don't know. I think it's just one of those things where it makes people feel better. It makes them feel like it's working, but I don't think that's really the reason why, but who knows? I don't know anything about algorithms and I don't work at TikTok, so I could be wrong. I was going to say that I feel like it's just kind of another uh, thing to help the algorithm track, but I don't think it's like the main thing that does it. And I'm sure there's like, it tracks like, oh, you have this hashtag and this hashtag. So that maybe helps it. But if you just have the random one to try and help yourself out, then it probably won't help as much. And it's also, I bet, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of video part of the algorithm where it can tell like, oh, this is a dancing video with, you know, just based on the, you know, what's happening. Like it can somehow analyze that. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's happening too or things like that. Yeah, that would make sense. So something that I wanted to bring up is just the influence TikTok has had over every single industry, I feel like. Um, there's literally like countless examples. Um, it's impacting a lot of like the food trends, the whipped coffee. I think someone made a company that's entirely whipped coffee now, which um, they probably got that idea from the TikTok blow up over that. Although maybe they came up with it before, who knows? And not that long ago when that whole feta cheese tomato pasta thing was popular i saw disgusting for the record (laughs) yeah i I never tried it but i know feta cheese was sold out in a bunch of places the searches for it on google really spiked and i mean hey these feta cheese suppliers were probably very happy because they were selling a lot of feta cheese but i just think it's really crazy how a social media app can influence society so much and not even to mention music because TikTok is a music-based app, and that's how I think videos are cycled almost. Like, sounds become popular, so then if you use that sound, your video has a better chance of being popular or something like that. But um, the award seasons were recent, and I feel like every single song almost was popular on TikTok. Like, Doja Cat and Megan Thee Stallion, I think, owe their careers to TikTok. I mean, all of their songs were huge hits with dances and all those things. I mean, again, it's hard to to say what would have happened if TikTok were taken out of the picture, but I have to believe it's not coincidence that that their music was all over TikTok and now they're winning Grammys. No, I definitely agree. I feel like look at Olivia Rodrigo too, like perfect example of someone who really blew up on TikTok and now is blowing it up like on the billboard charts and everything like that. And I was just also going to add, like if people like still aren't sure about the influence of TikTok in regards to the music industry, there's a reason why Castaway by the Backyardigans is the number one Spotify trending song right now. (laughs) Castaway by the Backyardigans that came out a decade ago is the number one trending song. I don't even know what that song is. I mean, maybe if you played it, I would recognize it. It's just, I've never heard the song other than on TikTok because I guess it's a popular sound now. I guess I'm just wondering if, if, you guys are saying that, oh, these people blew up on TikTok. And I guess I'm just wondering if TikTok wasn't around, if they just would have blown up on something else. You know what I mean? It's like, if TikTok wasn't around, maybe they just would have blown up on YouTube and they still would have had the same outcome. Like, I just wonder if 
their careers only would have happened because of TikTok and no other platform could have ever made that success. You know what I mean? No other platform could have pushed them and pushed their work and popularized them. You know what I mean? I I think I know what you mean, but just looking at the trends of the other current popular social media platforms, I don't think any of them were necessarily in a good position to do that. Like, look at YouTube. I feel like YouTube's dying. Like, I still go on YouTube, obviously, for a lot of things. But compared to TikTok, I'm on TikTok way more. And I think that can be said about a lot of people. And then you look at people like Addison Ray, Dixie D'Amelio, Bella Porch. All these people are releasing music because of their I careers know. on TikTok. Why are all the top TikTokers becoming music artists now? <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, there's always pop culture. And it's like, if TikTok wasn't around, it's not like kids our age wouldn't be doing anything it's not like you know no videos would have been made on the other social medias like there still would have been something you know what I mean it's just like TikTok is where it came about so everyone moved there because it worked and that's just where it is now but I don't think that's saying that things I think we would have all been shut in for the past year if it wasn't for TikTok you know what I mean I'm not really sure what you were trying to say or what point you're trying to make there actually i'm saying like okay if tiktok wasn't around there still would have been the older other social media like before tiktok there were still trends and there was still pop culture and songs were still I, blowing up i so disagree saying, with that to a certain extent i feel like there the trends in pop culture were nowhere near as quote-unquote trendy as they were when tiktok became popularized I right and I guess to Dan's point I think with sure if TikTok weren't around Instagram and all that stuff would still be there and there still would be the influencers and whoever else the content creators on that app but I think I think TikTok does a much better job at reaching a wider audience and circulating content so more people see it that trends and people are getting more exposure that they would not have gotten on other platforms. And I think that's why the, tr- the TikTok trends are so strong and popular because more people are seeing them. That, if that answered the question, I guess. I think that did answer my question. I'm just not sure if I agree, but I think you did bring up a good point though with the amount of exposure people get. And think about how quickly, especially with the sounds and the songs, for two weeks, all you all you hear is um, like "Say So" by Doja Cat, and then a couple of weeks later, it's a completely new thing. The stuff gets cycled so quickly on TikTok; it's really one minute it's hot, the next minute it's old news. I guess I will say though that it shows you what you want to see. So if you're into that song, then you'll keep seeing it though. So things are blowing up that people like, though. You know what I'm like? I feel like like I don't know. Like, I don't know the dance trends. I don't get a single dance video. So I don't know if I'm really getting exposure to that. I think you. I don't think the song's necessarily blowing up because you're part of it. But I don't necessarily think that these songs are popular because of dances i haven't seen a dance in a really long time on tiktok but i feel like there are a lot of trends maybe with like text or like story times or faces that just happen to involve these songs and to talk about the songs more a lot of times when i see songs which 
aside, I've added a lot of new music to my my playlist just from TikToks. I found it on TikTok and I was like, hey, this song's kind of good. But back to what I was saying, I don't really get a ton of the dances either, but I do hear these songs as background noise and other videos that people are doing. If someone's making something, there's a song in the background or they're talking about something, song in the background. So it's, there's a lot of ways to incorporate the sounds that aren't just let me dance to something. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's almost like a subconscious thing. Like, I don't think I've ever heard driver's license or deja vu in full anywhere except for TikTok, but I'm fairly confident that I know all the words just based on these like background sounds. I guess, uh, I guess, <laughs> I think you guys bring up some very good points. And I think I do agree that maybe things do blow up more with TikTok than other things, other platforms. But I guess then my question is like, it seems kind of random what blows up. Like that Veta trend, like that was random. You know what I mean? Like that. And then it just seems like, uh, like, I, I don't I don't even know like like wh- who knows what's gonna blow up next and it doesn't seem like it's necessarily the most popular thing it just seems like whatever is getting these random views of people and that happens to blow up I feel like that's almost like the fun of it because then I feel like a lot of problems with these other social media platforms in the past is that it would start to get stale after a while and I think with TikTok it's really like a constant or a revolving door of new trends, new things, new songs, all that. That's a good point. YouTube has a habit of showing me videos that I've already seen, or that is like a topic that I've already seen. You know what I mean? Like I, so I think TikTok does, I guess I'll give it credit there where it does show random things sometimes to me. That was a really good point that you bring up, Dan. I liked how you said that it was a revolving door of trends and content because you're right. It is. It's You're such a poet, Dan. <laughs> well, I'm not saying like he verbalized that Dan in like the, the best way really possible or whatever, or that he's some like poetic genius. Trademark. <laughs> but he is right. It's like a never ending cycle of new, fresh content. And because I think because the videos are so short, people are more easily able to be more creative and come up with new stuff that's evolving and changing than if you sat down and made a 20 minute video or something like that. I think another thing they do really well kind of going with that is I feel like they have these really big overarching trends. Like they had that one with the song where it was like, oh no, oh no. And it's like people telling like bad experiences and things like that. But I feel like they also have a lot of like maybe sub trends. And I feel like a lot of people say like, I'm on X TikTok, like I'm on Taylor Swift talk, like things like that. And I feel like they do a really good job of balancing these big overarching things with things that maybe you're more interested in, I guess. And I feel like that also leads to, I guess, a more personalized experience for the user, which makes them want to come back more. Yeah, I guess we've been talking, I feel like we've put a lot of focus on music, but I think the trends aren't music, just to step away from that. And I guess like Dan brings up a good point, like there's a lot of those subcategories and things that really reach every quarter corner of like whatever you could be interested in. I'm always surprised because occasionally I'll see a TikTok about something, which I think, you know, like uh, no one else is into this. It's too niche or something like that. Or like, why would anyone post about this? And then I'm always surprised. And I'm like, wow, did I just see a TikTok about, you know, this or that? 
and it's just so funny mm-hmm. no it's like yeah, wow like, that people are really making content about everything mm-hmm. like i at one point in my tiktok career i can't say i'm proud of this but somehow i ended up on this thing called woodchuck revolution tiktok where it was a bunch of woodchucks trying to like overthrow the government don't ask how i got there but it's just like it's so niche and specific that it does make for like a real personalized experience and also I feel like just going back to this algorithm that we talked about something in their algorithm really just makes it just for you like I've never said my location or anything like that but like we said in our last episode um I live in Philadelphia right now and somehow within like a month of having TikTok I was on Philadelphia restaurant food TikTok without ever giving my location or anything like that so something about it they do a really good job Something else that I wanted to bring up and talk about, this topic is just so interesting to me, but more on the creator side, um, TikTok has done a lot for businesses. I know a ton of accounts are just accounts dedicated to people's small businesses, and a lot of them say they've gotten so much more business and have really increase their sales and numbers just from, from TikTok exposure. And I definitely, I've definitely seen videos from businesses and thought, huh, this is really interesting. Like maybe I'll, I'll check them out or something like that. I mean, there is this one business I found on TikTok and I actually bought something from them and I kind of like them now. And I never would have heard about them if it weren't for TikTok. Cause that's a good point where you're not like on YouTube, you're not clicking on videos about someone's product. You know what I mean? Like only through TikTok, where would you see this small business and actually kind of gravitate towards it, I guess. And a lot of times with the businesses, I've seen it done well and I've seen it done not so well, but I think the most successful business pages are when they show them packing orders, which I know that's like people go crazy and they love to see people pack orders or they show their process and them making something or today I'm making Evan's order and they show them If My it's, order. <laughs> I just use her name, for example, but that company that I bought the shirt from, she makes videos of her shirt. hand screen printing her shirts and stuff, which is kind of cool. And as a, a potential customer, it's kind of interesting. And it is almost like advertising for the business without being it and in your face. This is an ad by my product. And it's mm-hmm. almost entertaining to watch them do satisfying things like screen printing or resin pouring no yeah like I often I get on my FYP just this these videos from this one random restaurant in Georgia I think and all they do is show the brunch menu every day but I know if I ever go to Georgia I'm 100% getting that food just because of how like exposed I've been to it because of that and I feel like kind of as an aside the most heartwarming TikToks that I see are the ones where it's like maybe like a teen or young adult like showing like their parents and it's like my parents put so much effort into this restaurant or business and they're so sad because no one's coming and then you look at like the comments or like a part two or whatever and it's like business started booming just because of the exposure. I guess this is kind of a, an aside, but I guess I'm confused how TikTok is making money because like they have those sponsored videos, right? And those are the ads that I would assume make them money. But it's like, I don't think I ever stayed on an ad for more than three, five seconds. You know what I mean? Like who's paying them to put their ad up? Like I feel like the actual sponsored ads can't be getting that much exposure you know what I mean well 
this was something that I also wanted to say, which kind of goes along with what you're saying is I think the way TikTok does their ads is so incredibly smart. Half the time when an ad plays, well, first of all, it flows seamlessly when you're scrolling. And half the time, I don't even realize it's an ad until a couple mm-hmm. seconds in because yeah. it looks like a normal video. And it and the ads on TikTok, a lot of times mimic the trends. So it's like, is this an ad from TikTok or is this just another person doing a trend? And they've done things, really smart things like using some of TikTok's biggest stars to be in their ads, like Charlie and the Duncan stuff. And I've seen Dixie and some stuff for like, I don't know, some toothbrush or toothpaste stuff and stuff like that. So I don't know, they're just doing it in a really smart way. And I probably stay on TikTok ads way longer than any other ad on a site just because I don't even realize it's an ad. I guess it's a good point. I guess comparatively wise, I guess I do watch TikTok ads more than other ads. And with so many people too, that even if they only watch it for like one or two seconds, the amount of people that are probably seeing that ad probably equates to that company having to pay a ton just to put it on TikTok. But I I don't really know how apps make money. I'm sure they have other sources of revenue besides these sponsorships and the ads. You have to remember that it's expensive for TikTok. Like they're paying successful people, successful content creators, good money. People are making some bank on TikTok, you know, so it's got to come out of TikTok's bank account to pay them. And then, I mean, you're talking about like how they have to pay the store all of these videos like there are some like accounts with tons of videos and then there's more even random accounts that also have videos that aren't even getting views that are they still have to store those somewhere you know what i mean so i mean that must be expensive to store all that data like that's crazy there's so many videos i didn't think of that and i think this is your computer science background talking because I don't never would have thought about something like that but that's kind of interesting um but I'm I'm sure they're doing fine financially like I said I don't really know how you make money through an app or something like that but I'm sure they're making money Mm -hmm. they must be they wouldn't be in such a good place exactly yeah I guess just transitioning a little bit I don't know how I feel about these, I guess, influencers that are coming out of TikTok. I feel like, sure, you can have like the funny people on TikTok and everything like that. But should these same people be like taking over the music industry, getting their own Netflix show, things like that? Oh, I forgot about that Hype House TikTok show. I mean, yeah, the the Netflix show or whatever streaming service it's on. I forgot about that. Netflix. I think it definitely... I think just like any other social media platform, it definitely has its pitfalls. And that's the same with the influencers. And we had that other episode about (laughs) uh, uh, whatever it was, but you know, like there's definitely those uh, negative things that can be pushed out and influencers don't always have the best influence (laughs) because i feel like the thing with tiktok now that makes it good is a lot of the influencers are focusing on tiktok but if everyone starts to branch out it'll be the same thing that would happen with youtube is that it'll just get too big and then the platform itself will just start to i don't want to say dismantle but really shrink and crumble into itself a little bit i think i don't really care that much if these 
top TikTok creators are making music or whatever. I don't know. I don't really care about that because I don't think that necessarily affects me and the content I see. But I think it's just very interesting how TikTok, how someone is getting so famous off of one minute videos. You know what I mean? At least I'm not saying that TikTok being a content creator is easy or anything like that. But I think if it came down to making a one minute video versus a 20 minute YouTube video, I have to believe the one minute video is a little less time consuming than the 20 minute video. And I just think it's it's crazy. And especially like someone like Charlie and Dixie, they got so famous so quickly. It's crazy. Like yeah. she's over a hundred million followers. Like she was just some random girl, if you will, and nobody knew her. And now she's the biggest name on TikTok. I guess it does seem weird that the next step for everyone famous is to go into music. But I mean, I guess I can't blame them. Like, you got to shoot your shot. And eventually, I wouldn't be surprised if your fame wore out. Like, people are going to move on probably for most influencers. And you got to stay relevant. And you might as well come out with music even if it is not good like you'll still probably blow up for bad music so you might as well do it I guess And I think because of TikTok's algorithm and its unique circumstances if you want to call it that I think a lot of people are joining TikTok to build a name for themselves so they can branch off and do other things because honestly in this day and age it's very hard to start a company, start a successful uh, podcast, blog, YouTube channel, whatever you want to call it without an initial audience. I think I think it, it really is hard. I'm sure it's been done before, but I feel like to be successful, you almost need to have a following on one platform. So then you can transition to other platforms. And each time you transition, you gain a little more. Yeah, but it's also like, sometimes people blow up that didn't even necessarily I feel like try to be famous like I don't know about that girl that was like what's a video that lives in your head rent free like I don't know if she was trying to get famous or if she just lucked on that one you know what I mean she has merch now just based (laughs) on that one video yeah I mean capitalized on that success girl like that was great good for you but I mean I think Anna does bring up a good point where like with everyone kind of knows TikTok and I feel like it's not necessarily you want to be a TikTok influencer that's just kind of like that's what you got to do to get to the next thing which is what you really want to do like that's just the stepping stone if you want to get famous TikTok's just the way you have to do it now and like yeah like I was saying earlier I think TikTok is the easiest platform by far to make it big on okay I don't know if we want to go this direction and I'm not trying to get like super political and I'm not you know the most educated person in the world or whatever but I remember a while ago all that stuff with they were trying to ban TikTok and over privacy issues I don't know I'm not an expert in that stuff and Mm -hmm. I certainly didn't read the terms and conditions I just clicked it like everybody else because I couldn't be bothered, but I think that speaks to how influential TikTok is. If, if they were going, if they were trying to 
mandate like national legislation to ban the app i don't know i feel like it means it's a threat i feel like a lot of things that came with that potential ban though came with things that weren't necessarily related to tiktok itself but more the company that owns tiktok which happens to be housed in china again tiktok really blew up right around when covid really came about everyone was kind of panicking and just based on the current political climate i guess in america at that time there was maybe a lot of xenophobic and xenophobia regarding that so i think that a lot of these factors combined really did lead to oh well we should ban it maybe just because it's from this other country that the previous administration wasn't necessarily that big of a fan of if that makes sense I guess I understand what you're saying, and I think I do agree that that was definitely a part of it, but I also think it's worth bringing up that the, like other countries have banned social medias long before we considered banning TikTok. You, so it's like, I think it was also, I do remember watching something, I don't remember a lot about it now, but I definitely remember about um, something about, you know, are we going to keep our social media is open while other countries are closing them more and more and uh, what that could potentially do for our security and stuff like that. I don't even know. So <laughs> I don't think, I think, yes, I do agree, Dan, like absolutely. There is definitely some m- misguided desires to ban it for reasons, but I think there are bigger discussions going on about social media banning long-term though. I don't know. I just, I have to believe that part of the push to ban it was because of its impact. I think it's way more influential. I think, I I don't know. I think it might be one of the most influential social medias so far. You heard it here in the claiming. It's one of the That's most That's my professional opinion. But I do think it is one she of the most influential the ones. And I don't know. I know... Maybe this is just the side of TikTok I'm on, but I hear a lot of things about like social change and information that's really not talked about a lot. And I think um, it's giving people who wouldn't usually have the opportunity to speak out about something, a platform, and it's definitely circulating ideas. And I think especially for me, it's I know I'm not saying just because someone posts a TikTok video, I automatically believe it and I'm like, wow, take my money now. But it definitely has, I think, expanded my thinking in a way that I probably would not have been exposed to otherwise in terms I guess, of I think I feel like it definitely increases knowledge, but then also accountability for your actions. Because before if you were posting something that maybe was slightly offensive or just generally offensive to certain groups of people, you might not have been called out by it because you just didn't have the audience that would feel the need to call you out or didn't even know it was a problem. But because of that exposure and how many different people have traction on like your pages and your videos, I feel like it's making people more aware, I guess, of like things that are going on in the world, things that can be said and probably shouldn't be said. And it is creating a more informed, I guess, society especially I feel like for like millennials and like Gen Z who's really I guess the primary people on TikTok and also Uh, I have seen content uh like live video video footage of things that the mainstream media and news is not talking about or things that they're maybe 
not showcasing to the fullest extent or something like that. And again, when someone posts something, you always have to take it with a grain of salt and you don't always know the context and stuff like that. And you don't really know this person or their credibility or something like that. But it's just, it's just eye-opening whether it's 100% true or not. I know I've definitely probably thought about things in a different way. And that has maybe led me to do some of my own external research and evaluate things I believe in or stuff like that. Yeah, I I feel like it just really introduces like new opinions too. And it exposes you to a lot of different ways of thinking. I'm going to jump in now. And I think just to say, I think what Anna said about news organizations is so true. I think they need to reevaluate their model so much. Like they're missing the ball 100%. But I think I'm not as optimistic as the two of you. Like I, I worry that there's a lot of hurting going on. Like we're seeing the we're seeing the educated videos, but there's probably the people out there that aren't seeing the educated videos. And because they keep watching those and keep getting misinformation, that you know the algorithm knows that that's what they like, and then that's what they keep getting fed. And I guess I would also worry that there's division going on just because of how specific the algorithm is. It's probably not showing you what you don't want to hear. I think I agree with that to a certain extent, but then also look at cases like Anna and I, where we probably wouldn't be exposed to a lot of the things that we see. (laughs) (laughs) Don't speak for me. Sorry. I don't know where this is going, but If I was Anna, I would not know where this is going, and I'm so scared. is just trying to detract because it's against his opinion. Anyway, I was going to say, in my case, sure, I agree with you, but then also me as someone who does have, didn't have necessarily strong opinions before going on TikTok, but after being exposed to these different opinions, feels like certain ways regarding like social justice and change and things like that. So in cases like me, where I was more of a neutral, it has created a more, I guess, informed environment for myself. Um, I want to touch on what Evan said, because I think that definitely is important to consider. I mean, you are right. I'm in terms of like political and social content, I'm only seeing stuff that aligns with my views. I'm not seeing stuff on the opposite end, which yeah, I'll admit, doesn't create the most balanced, I guess, equally informed opinion. And I I don't want to say that I like had no beliefs and now TikTok has shaped all of my beliefs because I don't think that's true. But um, definitely to Evan's point, it can be dangerous because with any internet, social media, whatever you want to call it, the potential for misinformation is huge. And I think the demographic on TikTok, there's a lot of young users who are probably very influential because of their age and don't know how to decipher credible information from false information and maybe may not know to do their own external research or stuff like that. And um, like Evan said, TikTok shows you what you want to see. So I don't know. I, I... I know there's been a ton of misinformation, even on stupid stuff. So I'm sure there's misinformation on stuff that could actually be dangerous. So that is a good point. I feel like I could talk about TikTok forever. 
like I am very tempted to just make this like a two hour long episode, but we're not going to do that because that's probably very boring. Thank but... you. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I want to do a part two. I, we're not going to because I think we said a lot of what we had to say, but I don't know. I think this is so interesting. And I feel like you guys are not on the same level as me with your TikTok enthusiasm. I, I just wonder how much longer this is going to be, you know, like, is it a trend or is it going to stick around for, is it going to be the next YouTube and just be here for 10 years? You know what I mean? Like, I think it has, who a knows? Good, I think it has a good couple more years of like primetime popularity. And I think it'll really just depend whenever the next thing comes in. Right. I mean, everything comes and goes and comes to a natural death at some point in time. Hopefully you enjoyed our thoughts about TikTok. Who knows what's going to happen, but I say just go check it out yourself. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to like and follow our podcast on whatever platform you're currently listening to it on. Check out our social media linked in the description and tune in next week for even more advice. TTYL from IFL. Bye.